Welcome to the Beretta Brothers. We're a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to theberettabrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us. And we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you. <laughs> hey, how you doing? All right, how are you? I'm good, thanks. What's your, is that me? Yeah, it's me. Oh, I thought Gene was going to be here because it says Gene, but that's that's uh, that's a no, drawing. It's just, just me, Billy Muppet. Just me. Why don't you yeah. ask me how I puppeteer? All right, how do you puppeteer? Like this. See what I do with my hand? Yeah, like that. Yep, exactly. Well, think of the eye line. Okay. That's better. Gotta bend my arm like that. It's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ringo. Oh, it's Ringo yeah. me. Oh, hey, Ringo. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, it's great to have you here, Ringo me. Um, should we? Should we? It's me pleasure. Oh. Uh, so we're gonna do the second part of Jane and Kevin show, right? Yeah. So sounds fab. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, but before we do that, let's just mention, I'm just going to uh, plug, he's not here, but I'm going to plug Gene's website. Go to GeneBeretta.com. Uh, you can see all kinds of great books and artwork. And I'm an artist myself, so a lot going there just to see what he does. Oh, you do? Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. Do you guys talk a lot? Do you keep in? Do you ever? No. Oh, no. 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 Uh, okay, uh, or you can go to Jules Little Gems, which is a fun little website. Uh, not a website, it's a YouTube channel. Uh, and you can see some fun little... Yeah. yeah. And you can see some fun things there. Or you can go to theberettabrothers.com and please subscribe, join our mailing list. We've got contests going on. We've got all kinds of things. If you watch our shows, you can keep up with that stuff and see when things are coming, when it's happening. But right now... We're going to take you to the second part of the Jane and Kevin show, starting off with Miss Jane Gutnick. Are you ready, Ringo Me? Let's do it. Here we go. You look up too? Yeah. <laughs> Over the years, you've mentioned to me how you, you do, I mean, I know how you do so many different things but that you don't really consider maybe yourself a designer, but I happen to think you are because you've designed many characters over the years. No, I, I would say I, I am a designer okay. and I started that way, but uh -huh. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I didn't grow up wishing that I would be a puppet designer. That was, I, I mean, it, for me, design is like everything. Uh, right. Puppets, um, sets, um, storyboards, uh, set pieces, props, um, art directing that's all design stuff all that I design. yeah right i just well, can i can, can we just talk about a couple characters in that okay. area of design okay. so um well one of my all-time all-time favorites <laughs> salmonella yeah. but tell can you tell tell the folks out there tell them where sal came from because a lot of people think he came on Muppets Tonight, but that's not really where he started. Okay. Um, it's interesting just because um, puppets 
get made, you know, for all different reasons, like from a script or a performer, like when you want to do Pepe, you know, they come from all different origin stories. Hmm. So on uh, Muppet Treasure Island, they, um, they needed five just generic animals to be in a set for the model unit, which, you know, before they started this song on the beach at the beginning of the movie, they, they were going to pass by this model, you know, the, them singing camera would just go by on its way to the beach to, mm. for the opening song. Mm. And they needed it to have things living there. So they had a list, a turtle, a parrot, not a parrot, yeah, some kind of bird, um, a lizard, a monkey, and a whatever. Crab, I think. Wasn't there like a snaily type of crab or something, or like little lobsters or something? Yeah. So there'd be just these five characters, and it was like you have three days. You know, they don't have to do much. We're just going to, the camera's just going to go by like that. Three days? Yeah, three <laughs> days. So, um, you know, just do something here. Do something, you know, whatever. You know, no sketch, no discussion. <laughs> just go make something. And I picked the monkey. And uh, so three days, and I didn't have any fabric, and I stole all of Raleigh's retro, <laughs> retro fabric from the aardvark. Remember Piggy had oh, that yeah. pet yeah. aardvark? Yeah. So I had, because we had no fabric, we were on location, and I just found the box with the leftover aardvark. So I made them out of that. So, um, and then they wow. cut that shot. That, that, they never, they cut that. So then I put them in the closet and forgot about them, and then they, they, they started shooting the song, and Brian had, like, characters singing every single line he wanted different characters and he kind of ran out of puppets after a while and i said well i have this monkey i made for the model unit in the closet you could stick that in there because and he said sure let's do that and i said well you've never seen it don't you want to see it first see if you like it because i'm sure it's fine <laughs> just here you know, give it to because it was give it to kevin because it kevin. was like so kevin clash somebody and somebody yeah kevin sings a line with it you see in the movie and then that voice was, too Gary's voice in the song. Something like, then, that, then, him, rum, or something like that. Yeah. And then it went back in the closet. And that was the end of, the, that was the end of it. And then you took it out of the closet one day because you were I not shooting it. and you had time. So then you took it and decided you wanted to make it your care. Right? <laughs> I and love then, it. And you were walking around with him in the workshop. Just He was kind of shy. Like you had him kind of shy. <laughs> I don't remember. And then, I don't know, and then you put him back in the closet again. And he stayed there until you were doing the, a workshop thing from Up Tonight, like years later, or right. a year later. And year. people were grabbing whatever puppet off a rack to improvise, and then Brian took it. Yeah. And you you did your Johnny, and he took Sal. So Sal was Kevin, then Sal, then he was you, and then he ended up Brian. Yeah. Well, I just, I love him so much because I don't, you know, people don't realize there are puppets that just work really well. Like there are puppets that you put on your hand and everything about them is just right. Their eye focus, the way their mouth moves, how it fits, the, their body, their, you know, their uh, um, posture, the way their arms work. Sal is one of those perfect puppets for me. Like for me, yeah. I just, I would, I could spend all day performing Sal because he's just got such attitude. He's got a great head, a beautiful face. His his expression isn't like, he's not locked into a certain expression. He's got a neutral that goes all different places. 
can you just explain, do you think about that when you're like, how, what do you think about when you're making something like this? Or was this not a moment where you had a lot of time to think? I don't know. Oh, I didn't have any time to think. And um, I just made it. And then whatever I didn't like about it, I could just like take a needle and thread and just like squeeze, like his head was too wide. And I just put a needle and thread and then pulled it in. Like it uh -huh. didn't have any patterns. So I could just uh -huh. keep it until it was, until I liked it. But um, in general, that's just the builder's kind of uh, job to, to get something that's performable, something that has clean, clear lines that, and that doesn't say too much, you know, like Muppets have like, like that big range, that neutral range where they can maybe smile when you tip them like Fozzie, you tip mm. his face and it's smile and you tip it, they can frown from that same line. Mm. So, I mean, you just want to make it, yeah, I mean, it's, that's just how puppet building, that's the goal, yeah. But, but are there other things like that, Jane? Like, because most people... I just think about not something too locked into one one expression. Right. Not necessarily neutral, because Johnny's not neutral. Right. So when he, and, and when he came to the shop, he was kind of, he had a kind of a Bert Sesame mouth. He was kind of a straight, straight guy. Right, that's right. But, and the smirk was because... Um, it was because of you, not, it wasn't your idea actually, it was like my suggestion, but it came from knowing you. So I put it in, right. That, yo. Yeah, no, I, I had no idea you could put a smirk in. Well, I didn't either, I just, you know, just, <laughs> I but uh, yeah. the thing is, if I thought that up and suggested it to you when you came in, but it would, if, 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 if that puppet had been for Eric, right, you know, I mean, Eric's a great performer, but he's not from Philly and yo, yo, you know, you guys have that thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that smirk, even though, yes, it was my idea, I got to say, but it yeah. was because you're you doing you, you, there you go. Yeah, that's right. you. So, yeah. so that came from you. From you seeing me, you said, oh, that's what this character is missing. He's missing this, this yeah. detail that's. And that came see. from you being you. Right, you, right. Right. Hey, me being me and you and you. What's the you. general what's the general lifespan of a of a puppet? It varies, doesn't it? Well, depend on what they're made of. You know, you know, like it's based mostly on foam on uh, the foam inside right. and how much it's used. But like because Kermit doesn't really have much foam in his head. Right. Uh, Kermits can last if you take care of them, they can last like ten years. Well I have the... but... No, go ahead, sorry. But the foam, the, the foam pattern ones, they can last ten years, but sometimes last if you if somebody sweats a lot in them. So I'm going to ask you to pick a number between yeah, one and thirty-two. Spin the wheel. Big money, big four. money. Number four. Oh well, interesting, Jane. Interesting. Uh, yes, number four is a good one. Uh, yes, because you know why this is a good one. No. Because it's Jane, Jane, Jane. Oh, okay, five. Jane is cool. Five. Number five. Sweet right. Jane. Number five. Oh, this is a great one. I love this, actually. Didymus. Look at Davy goals. Tell us about Didymus. Uh, Didymus. Didymus, I'm going to tell this story because it's an interesting story about Brian Frab, not to do with me, but... Okay. The original drawing for Didymus, if you look way back in his early Dark Crystal books, you'll see he looked kind of more like a squirrel. Uh -huh. and, and, I, and, I, and I already knew 
Brian from, I already knew Brian from working in New York. So when I got to England to do Labyrinth, from, I knew him from Dark Crystal. So we, we had a very comfortable working relationship. So anyway, so he asked me to make Didymus. And I said, you know, squirrels' eyes are kind of like on the side of their head. You know, they don't have that, you know, you're going to want some really deep eye yeah. line. So maybe it'd be better if it was maybe a little more like a fox than a squirrel. So you could get, like, eyes in the front. Oh, wow. And he said, sure, that's fine. I mean, Brian was just incredibly collaborative. He was like, yeah, fine, go sculpt something and show it to me. Yeah. And then uh, he liked that. So then after that, when I made it, he stopped using the, the other illustration anymore in the books. You'll see he redrew off of what we oh, made. Oh, wow. wow. And that's now Brian's drawing. How cool. He was just so like, yeah, sure. You know, and he, if you had a good reason, it was like, yeah, sure. Because he's so open to collaborating, right? It was that yeah. flavor of collaboration. Yeah. How about this? I love this Kevin's laying, doing the dog in front yeah. of Dave on the ground. Yeah. Here's, here's a great one. I love this. Well, I have to make all these different versions, like a smiling one and a mean one and one that could growl. Oh. Um, you know, he had different facial versions. Could, yeah. There's a there's a something on Gene's neck. I don't know if you can see it. It's an, oh, hello, kitty cat. I just saw a tail sticking up going into your ear. <laughs> uh, okay, come on, Jane. Give me another one. Spin the wheel. 14. Number 14, Miss Gutnick. Number 14. Let's see what we got for Miss... Oh. I don't know what that's from. It looks to me like dinosaurs. If I look in the back, I see dinosaur puppets on the right and the oh, shelf okay. in the back. Yeah, it could be. And looks up so on the on this chair here looks like that. Um, what were those furry oh, little guys? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're like digging into Skippy peanut butter. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I love that picture. It's, uh, I think it's an all nighter of some sort. Yeah. So on on dinosaurs, a lot of long nights, correct? Yeah, and a lot of things long nights. Like in the old days, um, it would just be fun. Like Jim wouldn't. Jim, we'd get on a roll with Jim shooting something, and then nobody would want to go home. <laughs> right. And it would That's, be like 11, 12 at night, and nobody would want to go home. That's so awesome. Remember on the Muppets Tonight when Prince, uh, he didn't yeah. want to go home? Remember we shot till 4 in the morning, remember that? I He's do. like, no, no, we have to stay. There's another song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have to go home. Yeah. But so this, um, you were kind of on baby duty. Weren't you on Dinosaurs? Were you a lot on baby well, was that like a focus? What happened on dinosaurs was I went to England and built all was in charge of the build for all the hand puppets. So that was the, the baby Richfield, oh. and Ethel, uh, baby Richfield and Ethel, the main ones, and then all of the hand, Howard hand up me and all the small hand puppets. Oh, and I didn't know that. So I supervised those guys, wow. build, and then I and while I was doing it, I built the baby. And then when wow. it went to L to LA, because I still lived in New York then, but I was living in London. And then so yeah. I went and did, ran the puppety part of uh, dinosaurs. Right. All right, we're spinning the wheel. Go ahead, pick a number. Number twenty-two. Oh, gee, number twenty-two. Now this dog, storyteller dog, this design was based on a real. They were going to have it, so I was going to make this dog. And they were going to have a live dog that could do these wide shots in lo 
on location, have the dog run through outside right. in the world. Right. So they had this uh, Griffon, which looked like him. And then they just huh. said, make, make a puppet of this dog. Wow. So I'm so Look how cute you are. Look at you. I know. Look at you with those curls. Hair. Look at that. Look I know. Look at that hair. Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed dog? to do that? Howdy, 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 howdy. Oh, bah, 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 bah. The interesting thing <laughs> about the dog was, um, first of all, I love that Brian did it because it was like a Jim Brian, one of those times when they're working together, uh, really working together, not just Brian being part of a Jim thing, but them really teaming up. It's so nice. Right, right. Uh, I made I made him a, like a panting tongue. You know, oh, he was, you, like, you know, oh, but, yeah. uh, but when and it looked worked great. Uh, this is me and Neil Scanlon doing this. But um, on, when when Brian went to shoot the first episode, he started doing it, and all you could hear was like, zit, 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 you know, like the servo was so loud that he couldn't say his dialogue. Oh. So he could never use the tongue. Oh, so right. Never, that was kind of a new thing. But the, the thing about Storyteller Dog that was great was, and Neil helped, Neil helped me work this out, was it was the first time ever that a puppeteer did a joystick waist trumpet kind of puppeteer all your own oh. like it wasn't wow. like storyteller where one's the guy's the eyes and one got you know he, he right. the whole dog himself that was the first time we, we wow. wanted to try and try that it was a new thing so that were oh, cool. and we did it. it was great it was so great Amazing. so brought the whole dog so, so you had your training as a designer but where did all the training and knowledge about servos and machinery and how all the mechanical things worked how did where, how did you fit that job. into it all a lot of it was on the job just kind of you know didn't know much at first but but also i'd been doing a you know as a set designer i'd done some lighting so i kind of knew about fresnel's lico lightboard this that bit, mm -hmm. bit of this bit of that but most of it just kind of learned by doing it. others by doing, doing it, it. yeah so, and you know what? In those days, in the early days, it wasn't that hard because it was just like, you know, the lever makes the eyelid go up and you've got a servo. I mean, it was, you know, not a lot to learn about it. Right. right. So no, no major explosions or anything. No, the things to learn about it was how to make a servo work for you to get the kind of movement you want. Like, what does it take? Like, when should something be made out of silicone? When should it be from latex? Because they move, servos move differently in those mediums. Right, right. So it was really like how to make radio interact with puppets. That was very tricky. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always amazed me. You talked about um, uh, Brian operating the dog, having that kind of first time being able to do those controls. And when we did Treasure Island, that's Clueless had his own little eye control that I, I had no idea what I was going to do. I never, I had never played with a control, you know, and... I started doing it in Clueless's hand. So I Clueless, <laughs> Clueless's hand was controlling his eyes. But people don't know it. People like, don't know it. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's within the shots that are in the film that's happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. cool. <laughs> but, that, but that, I don't know if you remember that one specific, but that was an amazing thing. I, and I think Newby created it, Tom yeah. Newby. Yeah. But oh, it was amazing stuff. What Just was it? It was blinks. It was brows. It was, I don't. Yeah. I can't remember at this point. It was. Like, that's because 
That's because he disappeared and ended up in the museum and he was lost. I know. For 20 years. But now he's found. But uh, he, he kind of, you know, we never really got to exploit his full potential as being hysterical as he was because he disappeared. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a lot of women. We did have some fun on uh, Muppets you know, Tonight with him. You know what, though? You know, Bill, even though he didn't, even if nothing moved on him, your yeah. voice is what made him move. Oh, right. <laughs> He's just you know, stupid. You, you know, like the whole, the whole, the voice <laughs> was like, like another appendage by itself. All right. So, so, so funny. He's so stupid. Yeah, he was great. How about this, Jane? Trash Heap and Philo and Gunge from Fraggle Rock. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, I'll keep this short. So, after, can't remember what I was doing right before that Muppet Show, something. And then they wanted me to, they said, do you want to make something for Fraggle Rock? And, I, and they said, you could either make Traveling Matt or you could make uh -huh. the Trash Heap. Uh -huh. and, um, and I decided to make Trash Heap because it was more me. But actually, I almost <laughs> didn't make it because I had some friends that invited me to Antarctica on an expedition to, to um, research fish proteins and, and tag um, walruses and whatever. So I, oh, but anyway, in the end, I, I, I went, mm -hmm, and I decided to frag up. So I made that and yeah. filed a bunch. Wow. So wait, wait, she didn't choose a number. I know. I'm and sorry. I'm, I'm on Fraggle. I just, I went to the the next Fraggle. Cantus was a, like a musician, kind of Pied Piper guy that was one of Jim's favorite characters. Not the puppet was his favorite. The character, character. was one of his favorites. Right. And, um, and it was very close to Jim's personality. I mean, it was mm. really, literally like, on Fraggle Rock, this guy is this musician that comes magically through town and everybody follows him around because he's just right. kind of awesome and magical. Right. Yeah. You know what he looks like there? You know what Jim yeah. looks like there? He looks so youthful. It's almost like like a college senior who's got way too much hair for their age. His face looks so young. <laughs> you know, because Charlie, he was so happy then. Yeah. Hmm. You know, he was not, he wasn't as life tired as he got over time from so much stuff going on, you know, the, uh -huh. you know, the deals with the company and all that, you know, he was, there was really during those very fresh years. Yeah. And, the, and Fraggle Rock really was meant deeply meant stuff to him. So he, he's just a happy all the time on that show. Cool. Yeah, Here we go. Good. Here's one. So this is the storyteller <laughs> bunny from a uh, bunny picnic, the tale of the bunny picnic. Um, which is the first, this is the first time Jim asked me to art direct this shoot, like supervise oh. the build of this shoot. Right, right. So, I was like, all right. So that's the first time I ever did that and um, for that show. And then after that, then I just kept being asked to do that. It's sort of, that was huh. the beginning of me shifting from puppet building almost, you know, some, some building, but a lot more running things. Because right. I guess out okay but anyway but i did make this guy he was the storyteller in the series and um it's you know it's cute like i i usually make the creepy stuff but actually he's pretty cute he's very cozy looking yeah. oh, creepy like that oh, oh, oh these <laughs> these are there's actually two i think i sent you another picture too of these this one's actually in the movie but the other ones i don't know if they're in the movie or not this guy's in the movie but these, these, see these drawings, Brian Froud 
on Dark Crystal made he, they, Jim Jim and Brian wanted to populate the planet because Dark Crystal was its own world. So everything that lived in that world, every plant, every animal, had to be created. Yeah. And there wasn't you know digital before mm. that. So everything right. was built. So he for the for the scene with the with the pond, the swamp. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Brian, wow. Brian Froud designed a hundred. See these each one of these like a hundred of these creatures. Wow. Them. And Tim Miller kind of supervised this build, and there were like ten people, ten of us. And uh, he put up a he put up like a picture of them on this board, and each of us had to pick ten that we liked. And then we had three days each, including Mechies me mechanisms. What's with the three day thing? Who came up with that idea? <laughs> what the three days? Yeah, why is everything three days? Sal's three days. This is what? three. <laughs> budgets, budgets. Yeah. So three days each, uh, ten, 10 characters each, and right. then whatever you could make in three days. A hundred of these, Brian wow. made a hundred of these. They were all gorgeous. Wow. It was so cool. It was, it was so nice that the film came out in theaters. Um, when was it, the beginning of this year or the end of last year? The yeah. Fathom events had it out? Yeah, it took them to see it. The, the plants and the oh my god every every inch of that move is gorgeous yeah jane what haven't what haven't you done uh, i didn't <laughs> work on um i didn't work on a christmas carol because i was on dinosaurs and what i didn't work on the, i didn't work on the slacker because i got hired after the muppet movie slacker. And, the, and the rest i did you're amazing you know, you're there, you're there, you're going to do whatever they're doing. There's a whole bunch of us like that. A bunch of us. We just went from thing to thing all over the place. Yeah. Well. And I, same with you. Since you've been there, you've done everything. No, not really. Not in the capacity that you have. Well, you didn't you, do as much in England as I did. That's but true. But you, you did a lot. I've done some. You've done some. I've done a few things. Here's Here's one. Oh, the Where's Masked Balls. Did yeah. you go? No, it's before you. No, but I, I tell you, I've, I've, from going to the house in, in England, I've seen, there's, I don't know whether they're on the wall or I've seen an album, but I've always, I feel like I've seen a lot of photos from the Masquerade Balls. Yeah. Those were great because everybody felt real pressure because it's what we do for a living. So then when you have to make a Masquerade costume to go to a big grand ball in the Waldorf Astoria that Jim's the host, like you better make something amazing, right? right? So there's a lot yeah. of pressure, but everybody made something. We I love like, how he did three of those mask balls. He, he, you almost don't see where his the, his face is in this. I mean, if you just can catch the eye. I know that's bizarre. It's kind of a strange, like a half mask with a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. But those are great, and he would have this strange group of people like. Daryl Hannah was there, and then Andy Warhol was there. Oh my gosh! And uh, what was Andy Warhol like? Um, yeah. like every, I've I've met him a few times. He's just like every movie or everything you've ever seen of him. You know, where you, wow, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you know, like he's, like, <laughs> he's just like his caricature of him that you see. Did Bowie do a good version of him? You think? In, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Speaking you have of, some good Bowie stories because I know that you spent a little time with him. 
Um, well, they're 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 more. Oh yeah. Now see that shirt I'm wearing, Kanzai. Yeah. This Kanzai Yamamoto is a designer. He died actually last week. Oh. He was a very famous Japanese designer who I liked a lot. And it turns out that actually Bowie did too. I didn't even know. He designed a whole all his like costumes for his shows. Well, like oh. most of his famous clothes, he, he knew Kanzai as a friend. Wow. And he did all his stage clothes. Wow. Yeah. There, and you there, just happened to, that was something you were uh, taken with too. Yeah. But, well, because he, he was um, a contemporary of that period, Kanzai. He was. Um, he never liked that wig. He never liked that. Oh wig. no. <laughs> um, he he was just amazing. I don't know. We just kind of ended up being friends. Um, it's interesting, isn't it, when you're around each other like that every day or every other day, and you tend you kind of connect with certain people that you maybe don't expect to, and it just just happens I mean, sometimes. You know, like we've worked with a lot of famous people. But some, you never even meet them, really. Right. Um, and then other people, there's just a meeting. Like, Bowie, if I, you know, I was, I loved him, his work from way back from college. I never was a Ziggy fan so much, but right around where Heroes and Lodger and Lowe, that period, and when I really, and I'd seen him at Madison Square Garden a few times. I saw him in um, Elephant Man on Broadway, and I, anyway, I followed oh, him. So by the time we got to Labyrinth, I thought, well, you know, He's like one of my favorite people on the planet, but I'll either meet him or I won't. Because you can't, you can't make yourself meet people. Yeah. But he was, in the, he was in that big uh, scene with the dance, baby dance. You know that song in the big, in his castle, and he's yeah. throwing the baby up in the air. Yeah. And he's got Toby Froud, right, and he's like dance, baby dance, and he's like you know, and it's a giant, giant, giant set. I think what we had like a hundred puppets in that scene. Oh my gosh. And uh, it was huge, and. Uh, like there was about 40 giant speakers, like a rock concert, really loud, playing that song. I saw my baby, you know, like. And so anyway, the, Toby kept crying. I mean, oh. no surprise, he's like shaking him around. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. And he had to do some lighting. He sat down and he, he gave Toby to Wendy. And he and I never met him before. He just turned to me and said, I, I don't know. What am I going to do? I can't get this baby to stop crying. Why is he crying? <laughs> And I just said, I said, uh, because he just, because he hates your music. <laughs> and, and he went, you know, he went like, oh, and then he, he started laughing and then he just never stopped laughing. I mean, right. you know, we, then, then he had the stunt baby there and he said, no, you take the baby. No, you take the baby. We started <laughs> the baby at the window. You know, we just started vamping and then we just had a lot in common and, right. you know, we just, you know. Did you spend much time off, off of the set with him? No, I didn't. I didn't see him, uh, you know, outside of work. But off the set when he wasn't shooting, yeah, he would just wander over. We had all kinds of really interesting conversations. Like I asked him if he wanted to do more Broadway because I'd seen him in Elephant Man, and he said he'd love to do more Broadway huh. um, if something if the right project came along. And he used to tell me really funny jokes. Like he loved the stupidest joke possible. Was his favorite jokes. Huh. His favorite joke that he told me, he said this was his favorite joke, and oh. you know it already. Uh, you know, the duck goes to the doctor, and he has chapped lips, and he says, doctor, can you help me? And he says, yeah, I some solve. I can help you. And he says, well, just put it on my bill. You know, <laughs> that joke, that, that, that's his favorite jokes. Right. Um, <laughs> 
Well, here, here's another icon. Maybe we can talk about this icon as well. Oh, that's from a shoe we did for um, for a watch company in Florida. You can see the watch. It's, they have a catalog they put out every year with a famous famous people to promote their watch. Yes. And a few years before, they had um, Charlize Theron. They had her doing a shot like that, like naked, with just the jacket. Uh-huh. They, so they were saying, we're going to, you know, and I was art directing the photos, and they said, we're thinking of some shots kind of like this. What do you think? And I said, oh, let's do Piggy like that. Uh. And uh, it was very technically hard to do, really hard, I got to say. Yeah. But I, I like it. You know, it's a little edgy. I love but it. it. I love you know, it. It's not yeah. what we're usually allowed to do with her, because usually I'm doing stuff for like a movie poster or a licensing, you know, we can't do this. But this was a kind of a one-off. But how many, I mean, you really have been her her key, I don't even know, what to, entourage. I mean, like... Her keeper? I, I'm not even sure what the word is, except that you've kind of given her this whole, I don't know exactly when it started, but... You this, know when it this... started? After she after the, the Muppets left the New York workshop, because in the old days, Polly uh-huh. kind of did... Right. And other people, they did it. But once it came to L.A. Right. And, you know, there was no workshop. It was just me. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the creature shop. So right. I kind of inherited Muppets and I, and then I was kind of, you know, I wrangled and I picked clothes and, you know, I was like the kind of the one, one yep. you know, stop shop for everything Muppety out here. In yeah, yeah. So just by default. And then it just stuck. It just stuck. Yeah, she's awesome. I, I love when you do. I love when you art direct those, those shoots. You know who's really great? Thank you. It's a uh, Janice. Boy, who? Oh, yeah, she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done, we haven't done um, a a total shoot with just her yet, but um, somebody wanted to last year, and then we we couldn't do it. Who was it? Uh, Valentino or something. Oh, anyway, oh, really? All right. I wanted to do Versace because her and Donatello, like, they look alike. Oh, that's true. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jane, I think we're going to kind of wrap up. I mean, Fine. you and I could talk forever because we've wow. just spent so many years together and it's outside of work. We're family and I love yeah. you to death. Yeah. And uh, Likewise. Yeah, I don't just see you too often, but I, you know, I... I hear about you or see your work through that guy. You listen to our conversations while you're driving to Anaheim. So next time you're on this post, I'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it's been way too long since I've seen you face to face. Yeah, when was the last time we figured out on the bus in New York? When was that? Yeah, that that was, well, I guess the boys were probably like five or something. So maybe 2008 or something like Like that. Like 12 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Billy and Christina rented a huge party bus and about 50 family members and Jane <laughs> toured, toured around member. New York City. We went around New York. We went to the John and Matt Lennon Imagine thing in the park. That's right. right. I don't know. We, yeah, we took a tour. And it was a huge good thing because it, it was, we knew it was going to be raining. Fortunately, the, at least the forecast said it was probably going to be raining. So we were all just in that big bus and we'd stop yeah. somewhere and get out and Go to the church, the big cathedral, and then we went. Anyway, that was, yeah, that was great. 
I have, you know, Michael, of course, Michael Newton, Jane, you are Michael. Him, he and I have what we call miles of friendship. And I think you and I also have miles of friendship. That's, miles and miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30, 30 years. Lots of miles. That's a lot of miles. Yeah. It's a lot of miles. Hey, it's a lot of miles. All right. Well, I love you. Love you too. I mean, you'll let out out of the boring parts. And we'll take all the boring parts out. And then there'll be nothing left, but oh, no. <laughs> all right. Okay. We'll see you later. All right. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The fabulous Jane, Jane Gutnick. Isn't cool. she so Jane? She's so Jane. Jane, Jane, Jane. Jane, Jane, Jane. One more line. Jane, Jane, Jane. Jane is cool. I've been singing that to her for years, and it's so true. <laughs> if I had my guitar, we could do Sweet Jane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, now okay, what do we do? Let's go back to um, Gene and Billy host. Oh, them? Yeah. All right. Fellas? Sweet Jane. Yeah. Yeah. And there you have part two of Jane Gutnick. <clears throat> she's, she's awesome. Uh, she so many, so many amazing things. Uh, but we now get set. We're going to bring you part two of Kevin Clash. But before we do that, next week we also have a very special guest very very special fella uh who has a very very special forehead <laughs> mr kirk thatcher he'll talk the, about that forehead yeah I'm, I'm sure he will he may even hold some things in it for us we'll see what happens <laughs> a pencil he does he's got all kinds of talents uh so that's coming up next week um what else gene anything else we got to talk about right now except how excited so we are for the next part he may even talk about the, uh, <clears throat> what was the thing we missed last week? The razzles. Oh, right. Hopefully he talks about his razzle creation in the circus and everything in Somalia. Right. All right. Let's do it. You want to take us to Sweet Kev? Sweet Kev. Sweet, Sweet Kev. Kev. trying to find something sorry just give me two seconds what the hell is this so kev we're just, i just want to run through a few photos because there's so many things there's so many different <laughs> things that you've done with the muppets and so um we're just going to go through and you just give us a few little quotes about each thing so let's see here's let's go to this one. Oh man that was right after jim passed away that was the first thing that we did it was uh, um <clears throat> i think it was for cbs it was uh, an honor of uh, of Jim Henson. The Jim and, Henson's the uh, special. They, 
this was actually going to be the first time that people saw Kermit. So Steve's Steve, Kermit, yeah. Steve's, yeah. Steve's Kermit. And uh, we shot this at one of Jim's, uh, it was actually one of Jim's photo studios. And I'm, you know, Jerry Jewell. You'll see Jerry Jewell down at the bottom left. Down at the bottom, yeah. We wrote it, and uh, that's, of course, Frank Oz on the right. And me, this is what you should not do. This is me performing Clifford. You should not look up at the monitor. <laughs> see, see, this is what uh, you know. Frank is still still teaching me at the time. <laughs> I love Clifford. Where did he start again? Um, Jim wanted wanted to he he wanted me to have my own Muppet for the Jim Henson Hour, which was a an AB. I think it was an ABC um, show that got picked up. We shot, we actually shot it in Toronto. And so he wanted to have, like, with the band, he wanted this new character. He was going to do a whole new band. And right. so he wanted me to have, a, you know, this new character. And so he thought of doing, like, a Rasta kind of character. And, and Kirk Thatcher, who was one of the writers of, uh, of, 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 you know, Muppets, and also he was an amazing designer yeah. who actually designed dinosaurs and all of that stuff. He, uh, he came in and he had these different designs and different colors and, and this is what he came up with, which I thought was great. This is got uh, kind of like a Lenny Kravitz vibe here. Well, this they they dressed them. This you know they they do all those wonderful photos of all of the all of the Muppets dressed sometimes as I mean this was this was this was Clifford dressed as uh, Lenny Kravitz. Oh, which, okay, I was on. There we go. So you were, you were spot on. Um, so we've had challenges over the years. So let's talk about Muppets tonight a little bit about. About Clifford. Really? Clifford. Yeah, let's talk about that. Tell us really? about Clifford here. First of all, Bill, Bill, come on. I mean, <clears throat> first they say to me, they say, they say to me, uh, we know we don't want Kermit to be the host. Mm. I'm like, and they're like, here. Put then, this on your want, shoulders. But <laughs> they didn't want Clifford. And I'm like I mean Clifford Clifford can host the Apollo. <laughs> I mean, that's his character. He could definitely hold. I mean, you know, you got, you got, what's his name? Sinbad did it and rubbed that, that wood and. <laughs> All right. Well, but and that's so what you kind of, you kind of did. You kind of did. You took your own version of it and it was like, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, it would have been better for me if they kept this, that, you know, what Clifford is, 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 is the sunglasses. That's the coolness. And that's, that's his personality. And once they took those off, they actually started writing him silly. You know, they, it just didn't, it just didn't, didn't work for me. See, right. now you can, you, let's do this. You see yeah. that? You see how, this is like, this is like Isaac Hayes. This is like, you know, very white. You know, cool. this is like, ah, you know, how you yeah. doing? Yeah. You know? Now they took off the glasses and then it's like this. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> but at least he had the eyelids. I think that helped. You know, I listen. I I had the, the honor to do that was amazing. Yeah. It was just a you know listen. It's very hard with with performers when something changes that extreme. You know, and and right. and and we are parents too. You know, we, we understand, you know, we try to connect. We're not trying to be disrespectful. We try to understand. But when it's not, when it really gets in the way of, of the humor and the, and the performance, 
is it's it's a challenge for us, and then we we don't know where to go at that point. But but still, you you've, I mean, you figured out how to go with it, and you still no, had some great stuff with him on the show. He was a great host, you know, it was a good new flavor. We're not we're not like pouting with stuff, you know. We go listen. You know, that was a great opportunity for me. And so yeah. I'm going to make it work. I'm not, yeah. you know, if I, if I went in and I kept saying, thinking about that every single time, you know, it was like, what? That, that you know, that's that's destructive. It's like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have right. a great time. All of the wonderful select. Listen, I remember Mr. Bill Beretta with Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> 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 and she had this beautiful, I don't know, it was Versace or Gucci, you know, beautiful glitter gown. So she's standing there, and he would not get off the seat. <laughs> she was on. He was looking up at her like she was this goddess. She was. And what and about. The thing I was most taken with was yeah. um, that she completely just acted with the characters. There was no. She wasn't like there playing and stuff. Although she was very cool and you know easy going and easy to talk to. She was so locked in to just doing the work and, and being in the moment. I was blown away. I hadn't seen a guest like that yet, you know, well, although Tim Curry did it. Tim Curry did it. But. So many, you work with so many celebrities, you know, me with Sesame, all of them, you, the Muppets, are, you know, when they get it, it's the best. It is just yeah. the best. Wonderful. What was wonderful about, who's that? Sandra Bullock. I'm sorry. What was wonderful about Sandra? Remember, she would not stay in her dressing room. Right. She wouldn't be out there all the time. She was. She was another one that just was an amazing down earth. We we had her put that costume on one woman band, and she loved it with the symbols between her legs, the big drum. <laughs> she just played it, and she was such a trooper. It was wonderful to work with. Yeah. No. That was that was awesome. Uh, but here's a here's another one. Oh. Amazing Splinter. And I gave them all names. <laughs> Raphael, Michelangelo, and the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is another great shot. I love this that you're in a kimono. <laughs> that was for, that was for um, People Magazine. And of course they said, yeah, go ahead. This will be great with you to have a kimono on. It has nothing to do with me. But um, we shot that on the back lot of uh, of, of uh, Disney. Oh, really? Right. Disneyland or Disney World, one of them. Yeah, and actually, uh, um, who's holding him is the wonderful uh, Joey Mazzarino, who oh, was right. out there. And he was like, "Can I hold him? Can I can I put him on? Can I hold him?" Yeah, you can do it. So, who who you know again became head writer of Sesame Street, and he was amazing. Who actually uh, co-wrote uh, Elmo and Grouchland and everything. And right, amazing. right. Very talented guy. This is from, uh, we did Muppets Go to Disney World. Um, and it was, it was, it was, is one of my favorite things that I got to do. And I was doing the right hand for Ralph, the dog, oh. uh, because we were right out, right out of this dog. They had this dog, doggy place that you can take your dogs to stay at Disney World when you're there, your pets to stay. Hmm. And so we were sitting outside and then I was like, you know, I said, Jim, we never really taken a picture together. He said, well, we can do it right now. There's a, the there's a photographer. You know, we got a PR guy here. Um, but, you know, let's look like, let's look like we're, we're, we're looking at something. You know, let's, 
look at each other and smile because it's like let's just look. And so that's 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 what he did. So was that was the last uh, thing that he did, right? That was the last thing he did. I um, matter of fact, no, actually, he he went on to do um, the Arsenio Hall show. Oh, yeah, you did that with him too, right? So I went to do Clifford. And I, you know, I just, you know, um, I hit it out of the box. Let's just say I hit it out of the box. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He was kind of under the weather, and he was saying, "Boy, you really." He said, "I was terrible with Kermit, but you did a great job." Oh, nice. When he was, you know, he wasn't feeling very well. Wow. But I'm gonna tell you a quick story about Sesame. I was doing this. We were in a recording studio with Jim Henson. Yeah. And it was a. it was a song called um, Say Tooth Somebody. It was all about brushing your teeth the right way. Right. And it was a gospel song. And it was like, somebody say tooth somebody, you know. And um, we went in. Jim was supposed to sing the lead. And he was like, you know what, Kevin, this should be. I said, what are you trying to say? Because it's gospel. <laughs> no, I said, I, I just think it would be right for your voice. I said, okay. So I did the lead. We go on to record it. And... Um, there's a character that steals every single production number. It's called we call it a fat the fat blue. It's a fat blue. Oh yeah, it's a round blue, you know, stomach, and it's a round head. It's yeah. it's you know it's 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 a lot of a lot of times Jerry will play a fat blue. You know, yeah, Mr. Johnson or yeah, or you know the one that's always driving Rover crazy on something. You know, yeah. So there's oh, there's like six of these. Muppets, anything Muppets with, with, with gowns and all that stuff, and they, you know, somebody, you know, and I'm singing the lead and I'm going and everything. Jim Henson teaches us the choreography, you know, teaches background choreography, right? <laughs> yeah. Start recording. His is trying to pick up on how to do, so he's doing something just the opposite of everybody else. <laughs> so he gave me this. And then he stole. <laughs> he gave me the lead, and then everybody's eyes go to the, the little fat blue. That's like right. I'm getting it wrong. Yeah. Even that's at the great. end, when you go back and watch that insert, even at the end, before they cut off, I turn my puppet around, and start going off on him. <laughs> <laughs> and he. Was in tears, laughing. You know how Jim gets. Huh, 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 huh. It was the. It was. I was like, oh. I said, I heard about this. Frank Oz told me, you do this. You know, it, <laughs> it, it was. It was wonderful. You know that that's that so that. Yes, childlike. That's why it's the genius of Muppets. All hey. over. I mean, they, that that's what they 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 just they were kids. Just going off on each other, making each other laugh, and in the hopes that people watching would laugh, and that's what everybody did all around the world. Yeah, yeah. this is where we met. Oof. Well, you know, I mean, I, you know that I, I I came out to do to perform. Um, Brian wanted me to perform um, um, Richfield and Ethel. Yeah. And so I came out, and and we were, you know, remember we were playing around. I think you you had to be there because I know Dave was there. Everybody was there. We really didn't know. Maybe you weren't there because we really didn't know. He wanted us to play around. He had some characters in mind, and right. um, I uh, he just he, he really didn't want me to 
because he was like, you know, aren't you tired of, you know, Elmo's they, don't want, you don't want, want you to do the Elmo thing, right? I was coming off of Ninja Turtles, actually. And so he was saying, you know, well, do you want to go into, you know, you want to try some? And so, but then I put this on and I started saying, stupid, stupid. <laughs> and that's the, that's the vision that I thought of his family, just the dumbest you know, group of people. Right. You know, you're doing everything wrong that you're going to make yourself distinct. And of course, the, of course, the, 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 the baby would know that. Yeah, so that, exactly. And then Brian said, okay, you, you, okay, you, you're good at that. Okay. <laughs> well, I just, um, I just, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but, uh, so I played your dad here. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. And then, and then how many years later, a long uh, time, then we, we did, uh, well, I, I, they, they wanted to do, they then have, we did this. I just want to say, and then, then I got to play your dad again. Well, we wanted to, but real quickly, you know, <laughs> because they, they were doing these home videos called beginnings and they wanted it. They, they, they realized that, that infants, they, you know, parents were putting, rolling the stroller up to the TV to watch Sesame Street, that they thought maybe we should make videos specifically for in, in, uh, infants. And so, like, Prairie Dawn had her mom, you know, Big Bird had her nana, had his right. nana, Elmo had his dad, uh, Cookie Monster had his grandma. And so that's where it came from. And so I said, I don't, the only person I would want to do that is Bill. <laughs> And so you got to come in and, uh, and I mean, the man made me pee on myself all the time. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. It was so yeah, fun. It was Fran, and Fran was your mom. Oh, oh, and she, you had her cracking up all the time, too. It was, it was like when Frank used to do the show, used to do Sesame with Cookie, and, and, and she would be doing Prairie Dawn, and Cookie would just, I mean, would just play with her. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they were good friends. So Fran and, and Frank was good friends. So it was like two kids playing around, and it was hysterical. So I had never worked with her before, and so I just thought it was funny that no, and so I'd never been on Sesame Street before. That's right. It was That's the first right. time. And uh, and I just remember I wanted uh, Louie to flirt with her, like like they were like they still had a great love you know relationship, and even though they were like parents and they had this baby, that that they were still flirty and stuff and. And she went so, right with it. And she's so naturally great with that. I mean, she's yeah. just so real and so honest that her laughter comes from just, you know, just she cracking up. Just, she's yeah. laughing. Just I remember too. saying, I remember saying, uh, but we never, it was never used, obviously. But every time she, her character would like leave the room with us, Louie would go, I love to watch her go. <laughs> 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 and he would just watch it. Mm -hmm. Do you know the, the only time the three of us worked together was with Louie and Elmo, and it was on Fox and Friends. What was it? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so. What, what you know, do you say? What? I don't know. <laughs> what did you say? Well, what are you going to say? Brother. Listen up. Brother? Hey, guys. Say something. <laughs> what? Hey, you know what? What? There was one time when the three of us got to work together. Where? Really? Where? It was on Fox and Friends. What? Yes. And Billy, I did your right arm. What? And 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 uh, Kevin, for, I think he did, he was doing Elmo that day. I think it was one of those rare that times. That doesn't Elmo. sound right. Rare times yeah. I was doing Elmo. Okay. Right. So we were on Fox and Friends, and at the last moment, your right arm person couldn't. So make I. Huh. I was there visiting. 
<laughs> and I said, hey, I'll do it. Great job. Come, come on. And we pretended like I knew what I was doing. And this is one of those times you were talking about where you shouldn't be looking up at your puppet. You should be yeah. looking at the monitor because I couldn't see the monitor from where I was sitting. I just decided I'm going to, you know, I've always heard Frank Oz will hold the other puppeteer's hands if they're too active, right? So I said, I'm just going to take that route and leave his hand on the table as much as possible. So I, as Billy's body would turn, the hand wouldn't move and his arm would flatten out. <laughs> and Billy... Billy kept pulling my hand down. And I had no idea why he was doing that. And so I was I was screwing that up. And then what was so funny, when we were saying goodbye to the host, I couldn't see anything. And so the host reached out to shake my hand and I punched Elmo in the head as I was reaching over to do that. So it was a disaster. And, but there was another uh, thing that you worked with the Muppets Gene when you came to Treasure Island, right? Yeah, well, I didn't come to do Treasure well, Island. I, came, I know, but I was... you, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin got you to do a couple of things on there. I, I was visiting. Right, right. but they, what they said was they called they called up your agent and they were like, get the guy who did Louis' hand on Fox and Friends. <laughs> to, right, Kev? Is that how it went? Movie. It's gonna, I swear it's going to make the movie, yeah. Right, so you reached so, out to his agent. Right, because of the fox, because of the fox and friends thing. You got to quickly talk about the wives getting on and saying, "Yes, we'll do it." Oh, that's right. You tell it. You tell it. Yes, it was Steve Whitmire's right, Melissa, Melissa. It was um, Debbie. It was Tina. It was Steve. Debbie. And they were like, "Yes, oh, this is wonderful." <laughs> the first, the first thing goes, "Yeah, oh, this is isn't this fun? We're like right here by our husbands and everything." And then it was like. We gotta do it. Do it again. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they were like, and then after the fourth one was like, we have things to do. We have to go shopping. We can't. <laughs> this is what you guys do. You do it this many times, and they had to do it a bunch. They were so mad. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was like eight or ten times, and they, and I think Christina had a chicken, and she was just like, oh, this stupid chicken. She was just so fed up. Yeah. But let's talk about these three guys for a second. This was my first big movie. Got to work with you and and Jerry and uh, that Jerry, was just... Jerry is the ultimate genius and just guru and and just the classiest, coolest puppeteer I've ever met. Who sings like uh, Willie Nelson? Uh, yeah. The the, the 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 strongness of all of his voices. She should have been a character actor. He should have been. He should have been on every single animated, you know, Pixar yeah. everything. That yeah. man's voice was beyond. And, and Jim even talked about it. And Richard even talked about it. So distinctive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what he came up with 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 that character was. I mean, it's, every character has this strong. And you know, you can just give it to him, and it's like you've seen this character, and and, and it becomes Oscar, Emmy, Tony, right. <laughs> because it's so strong. But he he was just, I mean, but the, and that wasn't the. I mean, I love what was it? A, a blind pew? Oh, come blind on, pew. Oh. blind pew. Well, I have my own stories about that. That was, <laughs> you know, that that was like my. I couldn't believe I got to do that with him to do the hands. You know, that was my. I was never. I was. Not, I'm not from. I'm from Baltimore. I'm not from Brooklyn or Jersey, and that's what I was doing. 
you know, what are you talking about? You, what are you, you know, right. And then he was like, you know, like, you know, and then you were like, did you say it? It was like, was like <laughs> <laughs> we did. We found the different levels somehow. Okay. So then let's now jump way ahead. Tell us some do of the projects. Get, do I need what? to get excited about what I've done? The The what? <laughs> Do I need to get more excited? What I what, what I've done? Am I too subdued? No, no. <laughs> no. Do you want to be more animated? Is that what you're saying? You know you what? Feel like you're not big enough. More excited about? No, you know no, what? Billy and I, the... Billy and I will just will play a play way down so that anything you say seems excited. Wow, that was great, Kevin. <laughs> no, can you tell us about the stuff you've done after Sesame Street? Yeah, no, then I'd be more excited to balance how subdued and boring you guys are. Yeah, we're oh, just no, listen, like we can you just tell us what you've done after Sesame? Yeah, how great has your career been? Yeah, what's you up to? What's the deal? <laughs> Dinosaurs, we got to do. We got, uh, what, what else we, we haven't talked about? We're going to jump to um, the last thing that you and I worked on together. Why? 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 Yes. You know, you know, I there's characters. You know, you know this. You know, I should say that Richard Hunt used to say with voices. Uh, I'm going to do uh, number 155 here. <laughs> you know, and but you know, and then he would say, "We only have five. We really only have five. We just switch it up." And, yeah. uh, what I loved about doing um, Happy Time is I got to do two voices that I'm so comfortable with, you know? Uh-huh. Cool, you know, hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 Phil, how you doing? And then, um, what? what that? that wasn't me. That wasn't yeah. me. I, I'm not here. I'm not in this porno store. No, you don't see me. Um, but I love, you know, it, it, it was a lot of fun, and I, you know, I, I really wish that Brian could have gotten to do all the things that he wanted to do, you know. I, yeah. You know, but it I was wish so I wish we would have had the whole story, you know. I think it it got trimmed and chopped, and uh, it's a shame. It had great moments, great stuff in the final thing, but I mean, there was a whole story there that really I, could have been told. It's a shame. You know, what I wish is that there was, you know, again. Uh, what you and Melissa started to create together. And I said this to her before that my last day before I was running off to do, you know, Dark Crystal. Yeah. And I was lost to tears because I was like, you guys, you know, seeing you and Bill, you know, you as Bill Beretta and her as Melissa McCarthy, watching you guys were tears to my eyes. It's it's what you know that happened with Lauren Hardy. You know that happened with Frank. <laughs> And Jim, Jim Henson, you've seen it, and that's why you love these characters. You, you, you just—you—they can do no wrong. They can turn their heads for a second and make you pee on yourself laugh. Well, you know, what, it, thank what? you, Kevin. I no, I was just going to say. I mean, that's what I missed from the film is that there was a lot of little relationship stuff that it, we did it, constantly every day that you knew they had a history together, and uh, and I missed it, that. And that's what you know. That's what I go back to Jim with 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 Cher. You yeah. know that that they that they have on YouTube of him playing around with her, and she says giggled like you know this little girl slapping him and stuff. 
I mean, when you know, when you believe, that's what I get from, I get that from Jim. I get that from, you know, but, you know, I get that because that's in me and that's where, I, you know, and, and that's him. And, and that's what he gave us to keep going because mm. he knew all of us had that in us, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and I was, I get I'm, that. So blessed, I'm so blessed that I got to, I got to do that and, and keep his legacy alive. You know, it, it was, it's been, it was an honor and I didn't and know I, I had, I'm just doing it. But apparently he saw that in me and he, he gave me the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And I get you know, that from you guys. That's where I get my play and knowing what the, what the, you, you know, yeah, of course, where else would I learn it? But you knowing, no, no, you learn how to, like, I stole everything from everybody, right? So playing off of each other, playing off. Yeah. And, and you steal certain things, you know, that you have certain characteristics, certain moments, certain sense of humor, you know, you know, it's all. And then there's a part of you that then you're infusing into characters. But the the, um, you know, the heart and soul of it, the the essence of what the characters are and what what you're putting out there, there's a certain thing. And, and it's a very special thing. And I learned that from all of you guys. And so talk about being honored to be a part of a group by being around watching, watching Richard Hunt you know uh, mm. his genius of watching him doing Gladys the Cow on Sesame Street or, or, <laughs> or mm. uh, you know his his genius of even just watching Scooter of, of, of Jerry watching him do the count or doing you know Floyd you know watching watching Steve Whitmire doing Rizzo are you kidding me man I know you know, those are moments that you cherish, and you and then you realize, wow, hmm. I picked up on that, and I've gotten to do it. You know, and and I hope that somebody's going to remember and cherish that I made them laugh with something like that. You know what? I do. They should. I do. They should. They should make a film about your life. Oh yeah. <laughs> what could they call it, Gene? Being Elmer, something. Oh, oh yeah, you know, it's been real. Good. You know what? It's been. I really loved listening to you guys just talk shop because I don't get a chance to hear you two do it a lot. <laughs> well, it's really cool. Bill and I have been so connected, you know, through our lives personally and, and professionally. It's just been, you know. But but Bill has that charm, and you know that about him because that's your brother. He has that charm of like gluing everybody. I mean, Frank Oz talks about this. You know, he is so. You know, we see that we see the part where you know he gets intense. But no, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, Jackson could chime in on this. Uh, <laughs> um, uh oh. <laughs> but I mean, his genuine, natural. That's why him and Frank connect so well because it's, you know, it's like it's like it's like it's like the way. Oh, wait, the how great am I? What? What? How great am I? What is that? I'm great. Oh, Why? You didn't, you didn't oh. finish that part. Yeah, I didn't hear the rest of it. I'm great because... I'm take my clothes off and show you how I'm <laughs> Getting all hot under the collar. And show everything. me a tattoo of you have of me on your chest. <laughs> oh, please. No, it's actually... <laughs> so, we've been talking about all the amazing stuff you've been doing throughout your life, but you've got new things. You've been, you're always doing new things. You're always looking to do new things. You're creating things. But what's some of the, like the latest stuff for like Dark Dark Crystal? Oh well, listen, Dark Crystal, 
you know, that's in my documentary that that I was asked to do the original Dark Crystal. Hmm. And I got to go in and talk with Jim about it. What did you and do in the original? I didn't. I had to say, oh, you do it. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I had, I had, um, because I remember when I when I said no to, um, I said no about doing the original. I went back and I was so upset because I was I was dating Gina at the time before we got married. I was like, oh my god, what to do? I can't believe. But I had to, and and uh, and then lo and behold, I got to to do not only one movie but ten. Yeah, right? right. Oh my god. So it was it was you know because it was one hour each and it was amazing. So what was that like? So you how long how long was the pre production on that and then the shoot? How long did you guys spend on that? Well, you know, we did happy time, right? We did happy time, and you went right from there. Well, you know how crazy it was for me because, as a matter of fact, I was doing some production meetings at like three o'clock in the morning wow. on weekdays uh, before I came to the to the to shoot. Um, <laughs> So it was crazy. It was crazy. And some of the sets were already done and they, they didn't really know all of the specifics as far as subflooring for us. And, you know, so it was kind of, it was pretty challenging. Wow. Wow. So wait, you did Agra and the general? I performed Agra. I performed the librarian. Um, one of the uh, Grunaks, which was <laughs> these creatures that got their mob sewn <laughs> closed and, and <laughs> the general. So it was fun. So and you know, and I was I was a puppet puppet captain on it and uh Right. And there's the lovely uh, Louise. Yes, Louise. Oh, it was so wonderful to because you know, she would come to Sesame Street and work with Jerry and they would do all these wonderful inserts. Jerry Nelson, she would do all these inserts together. And I hadn't seen her in a while. And you know, and I did I I, I did Labyrinth with her and and Buddy Picnic and and nice. she's just a wonderful and a, and a great sense of humor, and also a very, 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 very talented actress. Yeah, you know, known and, and definitely in London doing. I mean, every musical you can think of, but everybody. I mean, just, they were just amazing. Yeah, a good group. It was. It was. We had such an amazing time. It was. It was. A, it was a grueling thing, but uh, because of Louis Leterrier, who was the director, who was a genius, he mm. shot every one of them, which was crazy. And directed wow. her and, and was there for everything. Oh, but but let's talk about uh, some other new stuff you did. You did uh, Ed to Nerth. Uh, Earthy Ned. Earth to Ned. That's right. That's right. Yes. It was what was that of, like? Uh, it was very improv-y. It was, it was, if that's oh, was. such a word, improv um, Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, uh, it had um, uh, um, um, Paul Rugg, who plays... Right. Um, uh, Ned and yes. uh, Cornelius is down the below to the to the left, and Michael Orstrom played him, who was they were phenomenal, and yeah. then um, and then Colleen Smith played Betty, who you see is kind of the digital face to the oh, right. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, hysterical. It's a lot of fun. It's the the the, the oh, and the clods are those little little creatures. You know, Brian Henson called them. They're like kind of cats that just you know just they just always around. And they get in it and they stop performing too, which is really funny. I was kind of in charge of those clods, which were really funny. They really do. They, they, they you know, they, 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 the comedy relief to a certain extent. But I mean, you know, these guys, are, these guys are such geniuses with ad living that it was, right. it was so much fun. And it's, uh, it's one of Brian's projects, Brian Henson's projects. And tell me, it, it tell me cool. about, tell me about this project you've been working on. 
Now, what's the premise of this? This is the reboot of Bosom Buddies. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I've been working on this for a while with, with a couple of two guys that you know always wanted to do drag. They've been trying to get on RuPaul's Drag Race, but oh, those are guys. Like, those are guys. Oh, wow. oh, oh, you you can't tell. I so bosom I, I did not get that from that. Bosom, <laughs> bosom brothers. Yeah. Oh my God! Look at this. I didn't see this picture. Look how sultry they are. You, your your face changes <laughs> a little. As as little as it can get, but then Dean really goes overboard. You know, either yeah. wide wide mouth or just you know sultry. Yeah. You're just, it's either yeah, it's either sultry or sassy. I think you guys, <laughs> you guys should definitely do a show in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Billy treasures called, that flower. Called the Beretta Girls. <laughs> I like Bosom Brothers, but. So I just want to tell you something. What do you so, want to tell me? I want to tell you something. I want to tell you how proud I am of you. Oh. That you have gone through so many things in your life and the things that you've created and that you've given to people that will just, that touches their hearts forever. And I've learned so much from you. I love you to death. I'm amazed at how you, uh, you know, I've experienced the, the moment. I think one of the biggest moments, not biggest, but something that just blew my mind was just this idea of you. We've talked about this, getting a taxi in New York. And and I, you know, until that moment, I was asleep, you know. Well, that's been interesting about Black Lives Matter. You know, um, people are starting to ask questions about, you know, wow, you know, I, I, I was, you know, did that, you know, I never knew and stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, but, and when was that? That was like, what, 90s or no, like 2000 or something, maybe. And I never thought about that sort of thing. And, and Gene, I, don't, I'm, I feel like I'm leaving you out of this. But what happened, Gene, is, is we were out in New York uh, and, and uh, we were going to get a taxi and I knew it was going to be a problem. Because I, I sometimes have problems getting a taxi. They they look at me and they think I'm I'm going to Harlem because I'm black. <laughs> so, mm. so um, did you know that I'm black? Yeah. So I've been looking down the I've been looking down the whole time. I didn't notice. Oh, really? <laughs> I you, you do that all the time. So I said to Bill, you know, I need to. Um, why don't you get the you get the taxi? And he was like, well, what? Why? And I said because if I do it, we're not we're not going to get one. Mm. Yeah. And it and was I'm amazing. Like, I didn't show you. I didn't. I didn't. You know. I could have shown you, but I didn't. I said, "Just get text." I, I immediately, and then I got it, and I thought, and you even stepped back a little bit from the curb with me. I remember thinking yeah. he just stepped back, and I hailed a taxi, and they, you know, and that's just something I, I never thought of. And I just think there's a lot of obstacles in your life. I'm sure that you've dealt with, and uh, and I'm just so proud of you and the the way you've handled your life and what you've created and uh i love you i love you I love too i love you too come over here come over here first of all I'm, I'm happy for you guys doing this because i mean you guys should definitely be doing this um <laughs> hey uh, speaking of you're, you're, you're speaking of proud your daddy for you oh. <laughs> no special well yeah special but uh but mostly it kind of makes me feel proud.
as any dad could be. <laughs> Proud, that's what you make me. When I see <laughs> you sharing with your friends, opening the door, or helping someone out. That makes me proud, proud oh. as any son could be. Oh. <laughs> so proud that you're Elmo's daddy. Oh. When Elmo knows you had a busy day, yeah. and you still make the time yeah. to read That makes me proud, proud. and I <laughs> know that I'm lucky to have someone who will always care. And even when we can't be together, we just close our eyes and we'll both <laughs> proud as anyone could be and you know I am son so proud and sure that you love me and I try my very best with everything I do to make you just as proud of me as I am proud of Dead. So proud. Elmo loves you, Daddy. Oh, I, I love you too, son. I love you too. Aww. Well, we gotta explain. That's that's from the um the outreach videos that we did for military. Um, right. That was, that was actually the first one that we did where. Uh, a loved one goes away, and um, and so dad, I mean, Elmo's dad was um, leaving, um, and that's how we got into Elmo asking kids, well, what do you do when your parent goes away? And that's when we went into the kids talking about their parents going off and what they do, and they showed Elmo what he could do. And then, but now tell them, tell them how my recording session went. <laughs> you know, I read, well, first of all, we should say that. Um, Mark Radice is the is the is the genius oh. behind uh, writing that and arranging it. Um, yes, uh, he he is beyond uh, an amazing, amazing, uh, talented arranger and lyricist and singer. Those lyrics, oh. those lyrics, and and I love the harmony of it in it. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so tell them. Well, so so tell them what happened when I recorded oh. my half. So I was in L.A. and Kevin was right. in New York was and in New York. T different studios. <clears throat> and he hadn't done yours yet, I don't think, your part. I think, I, did you do yours first? I think so. I, I think I so. Yes. You know what? I came in and we, we recorded you first. I think so, right. It kind of hard to do it together. So. Yeah, and, I, and you were doing the harder harmony. So I think I carried 
the right. melody at first and that helped me um do the my harmony but anyway so 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 what happened so you came as the yeah, producer okay. and and, and yeah, uh make sure you did yeah and uh, i started recording and well, Tom Spahn was the engineer. I'm going to blame it all on Tom. <laughs> had, I don't know what the alcohol was, but <laughs> he, had, he had a bottle of something. I said, yeah, is that, can, I, uh, can I have a little bit of that? He was like, yeah. Because yeah. I was, you know, I was listening to you. And, you know, it was, that, it was like around, around, around eight or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. It was, it was five, earlier five, here. 5 p.m. Yeah. for you and eight in the East Coast. So, <laughs> listen. And um, now, you know, I'm getting emotional. He's got this, this is what I hear. So I do a take, and this is what I would hear. Bill. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Bill. Bill. Man. <laughs> Oh, Bill, man. <laughs> like real close on the mic, too. I don't know what he was doing. He was like this. <laughs> I said to Tom, I said, give me a little bit more. you know, Kevin, really? And now yeah. I still have to sing. <clears throat> so I said, no, I'm going to stop. I'm going to so, <laughs> But you I didn't sing to... that night. Huh? You didn't sing that night, did you? You left or something. You like what? You were like, <laughs> I finished the song and I was like, Kev, how's that? And they were like, he's not here. <laughs> and, and, and Tom lives not that far away from me in Manhattan. And he okay. said, you know, you know, I'll take you. I'll take you. You know, don't worry about it. I'll take you. And he came back and I, I was already rocking down <laughs> Broadway, walking yeah. home. And he yeah. stopped. He stopped. He drove. He, he got in the car and he got. He found me and he took me home. But yeah, that oh song, my God. song was a beautiful. It got beautiful. me just. It got me watching the video. I had to get out of here. Is that why you I left? Get, yeah, oh. I was getting. Well, right, guys. I get look forward to new, I look forward to doing new things with you. Let's create some more stuff. Oh, please, let's let's listen. I hope so. And you too, Gene. Send me those books. I. It's right here. It's sitting right here. Please. I have to just. Deciding whether I should sign it or not. <laughs> Great one. All right. Love you, buddy. I right, love you, too. And thanks for having me. Bye. See Bye. ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, that Kevin. Oh, Kevin. So you got all, you got all verklempted? I got all verklempted. Oh, he's still Kev there. Wait, I still hear the voice. We said get out. Wait a minute. Yeah, we said get out, we're done. Turn off. I, I was gonna hear I wanted to hear you guys, but that sucked. That well no, really we were gonna we were gonna try and talk, but then you started talking. Oh we could hear you. So what do I have to do to get it on there? Get out. Right. <laughs> oh that Kevin. Oh no. and you got all goobly eyed and teary eyed in there. It do, that song does it to me every time. I don't know. I guess it's I a, just personalize it. Yeah. And it's a great song. You know, it really is. It's so sweet. Mm -hmm. It's a shame I had to do it with him, but. Yeah. Well, I just listened to the father voice. Yeah, I oh, good. The, the yeah, me mousy too. little voice. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Gene, are you going to take it to us now? Hey, why don't we send it over to the other guys? Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Bill. Yes. We have a winner. Oh. Contest from last week. We said any current subscribers or new subscribers will be in the running to win two prizes. We're being very hmm. generous. I think we've got to limit it to one prize in the future. They will win a copy. This is just a Xerox, but you will win the original sketch I made, signed by both of us, of Billy Puppet, which I did during the course of the uh, Muppet fan art episode, as well as, what do you got there, Bill? Doink. A Pepe hair. feather from Pepe's head. Okay, yeah. guess who won it? Guess who won? Brrr. Puffy the pig. <gasps> ah, Puffy. Congratulations, Puffy. All right. Uh, thank you for thank you for um, for being a subscriber, and that's a lesson for all of you out there. Spread the word. Subscribe. Okay. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for hanging out and enjoying. I hope part two with Jane and Kevin. We had Until a great time. Next week's show. Oh, thank you, uh, Ringo May. Yes, next week's show, just a reminder, we've got the amazing Kirk Thatcher, designer, writer, director, producer, actor. He's done it all from, come on, go back to Poltergeist, through Star Wars, into Star Trek, hit the Henson Company, ILM, do the Muppets, create more things, dinosaurs. It's, it's, it's endless. It's endless, right, Ringo May? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Beretta Brothers. Beretta Brothers. Thanks for listening. We're a podcast and a vodcast. You can listen or watch the episode. Just go to the BerettaBrothers.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-A Brothers.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and we'd love to hear your comments. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.